Hello, and welcome to the Transformation Stories podcast. My name is Adia, and I am the host of the series. This is a series created by the Adornment Stories Collective. This week, I'm very excited to have Tanya Turton on the show. She's the founder and creator of Adornment Stories, as well as Nia Zamar. And she'll be discussing her career in making spaces for personal transformation, particularly for Black women, femmes, and non-binary folks. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the interview. Go to adornmentstories.com slash podcast to learn more after the episode. All right, let's jump into it. All right. Hi. So welcome. Hi. How are you doing? You know, I'm all right. It's hot. It's hot. So I'm just, you know, trying to keep cool, drinking water. Um, I'm doing pretty good today. All right. Good. So welcome to the podcast. This is the first episode, which is exciting. Yeah, I'm so super excited. This has been a conversation for a long time in the works. So I'm grateful to see it coming and manifesting to life now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So why don't we start by uh, introducing everybody? Um, so you can tell us your name and a bit about what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Tanya Turton. And essentially how I describe what I do is I work at creating safe spaces, spaces, spaces for people to fall in love with themselves. Um, primarily, I do that work for Black women and femmes. Um, I'm a wellness educator and a creative entrepreneur. And I am the executive director at Adornment Stories, as well as the creative director and founder of Nia Zamar Redefining Beauty. Great. And yeah, we actually worked together through Adornment Stories. Uh, we kind of met uh, as I started the program, and now we work together, which is cool. And now we're going to have a conversation about personal transformation. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal transformation is really close to my heart. I feel like on my own wellness journey, there's been a lot of work towards personal transformation. And in terms of um, the work that I do, a lot of what I work at creating is spaces for people to be on their own journey of personal transformation. So, um, just for folks who maybe don't know, or just to get a sense of what that personal definition kind of looks like, what is personal transformation? Mm-hmm. I think it's the, for me at least, because I think that everyone could define it for themselves in different ways. But for me, it's the work that we do um, on our journeys, whether that be emotional, um, spiritual, um, physical, wellness work, the work that we do to um, transform our lives from one state to another state with intention, um, with a level of intention of what it is that we want to see happen or hope to see happen, and then going about the personal um, decision-making and choices to make that possible for ourselves. Um, So when I think of personal transformation in a nutshell, I really just think about the personal journey of loving ourselves and then ultimately allowing that love to transform our life and be in a place that we have cultivated for ourselves. So what does it look like to cultivate those spaces of transformation through adornment stories and Mia's Mar. I truly believe that we are already on that journey. I think that the way that life is often set up is that we're going through life and reassessing, unlearning, relearning, you know, different things at different points in our life. And the goal, particularly with the spaces that I create, is for us to do that in a space of collective care 
and for us to do that alongside other people. So I feel like the people who come to the spaces I create would be doing that work in some way on their own, but really the goal is to create a safe space to do it with support um, and with mentorship and with um, peers and a level of like, um, you know, I want to say like a comrade kind of level of like people who you can go along the journey with. Um, So in terms of with Adornment Stories, creating that space for me um, feels special in the fact that we get to spend time with each other for months for, you know, three hours uh, a week for, you know, a few months, we get to be really intentional and to carve out that time. And it can be hard, right? Because there's all these other things pulling at our intention. So to be able to set the intention of being present to this journey and then to know that there is a a goal and a space that we're headed to on that journey. And really what we do, particularly with the dormant stories, is we're able to um, focus on different elements of wellness and different elements of the journey. And, you know, we create a space together. There are topics each week and there are certainly different skill sets and goals of what we want to accomplish. But what happens each week in terms of the conversation that comes up, you know, um, there, we did a writing session last year. And in that writing session, we, ta- we started talking about what it means to be a Black woman or femme or non-binary person in a workspace that is um, anti-Black and trying to work through this whole concept of like us being aggressive, you know, um, and how do we then be in that space and what does safety mean in that space and you know folks sharing their story and other folks being able to affirm and support them it was a session about writing um but ultimately it it led space for so much more to come out of that space um and to me that's the beauty the beauty is being able to go alongside the journey with someone and in terms of the space with me as amar for me, that the, the specialness of that is being able to, you know, build these relationships over years. That there are folks who are part of the Nismar community who have been there for, you know, since the beginning, and have spent this um, quality time over the years, whether it be through a workshop or whether it be through a service being able to cultivate and build this, this community and connection. Also, I've seen folks who are part of the community build connections with each other and the connections because, um, and it's a little different from Adornment Stories because of the fact that it's not uh, a cohort setting, but more so um, very much a community setting where folks are not always seeing each other week by week, but over a longer period of time, often they're able to build these, these relationships with each other. And really what I see for myself is I'm, I'm simply a a conduit or a channel to make it possible you know so particularly we have a a workshop coming up um, for Nizamar that's about this idea like finding your voice and finding your voice is more so about being able to be authentic about our expression and our communication and to really speak out what it is that we want and also be change makers in the fact of like being able to be um congruent and authentic allows us to create change whether it be personal change in our life or you know professional change in other spaces but the folks who are facilitating the workshop and the folks who are in the workshop are all part of the community and have always been a part of the community so it's just beautiful to build with people over years and and really um when i think about transformation i think the transformation comes from being in connection with each other and doing again doing the work that we would already be doing in our own personal lives but being able to be in connection with other people and do that work with them in a way that is um affirming and and supportive and also tools and being able to have tools that sometimes we have 
uh, a want and a desire to be able to transform our lives and our own personal experiences, but don't always have the tools. And I can say for myself personally, a lot of my work comes from that place of, you know, being dealing with a lot of um, trying to come to my self-love journey on my own, trying to work through um, my own mental health and doing a lot of that with having to find things on my own and finding support on my own. And really, I think a part of what drives me personally is wanting to offer what I wish I had, what I wanted for myself, you know, as, as a person uh, coming of age and, and growing into myself, these are, these are spaces I really wanted. And I, you know, I really feel like I'm trying to cultivate and create spaces for other people that I, in some ways, feel would have been really supportive for my own transformative journey. And, and if I'm 100% honest, has been a part of my transformative journey because in being in these spaces, I'm also transforming myself. Oh, okay. And so you talk about collective care and creating these spaces that feel safe, particularly um, regarding to the Black experience for women and femmes and non-binary folk. How important is it to learn from each other in spaces that are by us and for us, you know, as we talk and we make this podcast and as you've cultivated adornment stories and, and Niazamar, how important is it that you get that representation in those spaces? Mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's super, super important. I think that it's important in, in these spaces of work, but I also think collective care is just important in how we, you know, build our friendships in our life and how we build community. I think that we often, particularly there's been this hashtag going around of like hashtag protect black women, because as we have had this recent um, Black Lives Matter and Black Uprising movement happen, we see the ways that people rally for black men and and it's important and and it's valuable and and it's it's work that is necessary but also we see the folks who are left behind and who you know falls through the cracks of our movement and i recently had a conversation actually with um, my partner and we talked about um black patriarchy and like how when we're talking about you know this this idea of liberation and freedom um we also have to talk about what the impacts of black patriarchy are within our community and in this particular conversation i was talking about um the whole situation with ti and his daughter Mm. and this clip that i just could not believe it was just a clip of their their reality show and essentially like he had not apologized and he just did not even understand what it was that he did wrong so i feel like when we talk about protecting black women we're also talking about protecting black women from black patriarchy and the ways in which um it makes it really really challenging for us to um experience this freedom and liberation that this movement is all about for us to experience it in the same and equitable level um and it with intersections so as we talk about um particularly black women there are also intersections around um black femmes um and black non-binary folks and the relationship between what happens when you're you're intersecting identities of queerness as well. And are we being supported and protected? So we talk about collective care. To me, collective care is important because historically and currently, we are often the ones who create safe spaces for us. We're often the ones who prioritize our life, like a very, and I mean this in a very life and death way, like in a very serious way, we prioritize our life very often. And we have not been able to rely on movements like feminist movements um, 
that are often rooted in white feminism or um, black movements that are often rooted in black patriarchy. We often do not have the spaces that make space for our intersections and our realities. And also I'm gonna put queerness in there because as a queer black woman, it's important to me also for that to be part of the safety that's created for my identity. And there just is not enough safe spaces that hold us in our fullness, that hold the fullness of our identity and all of our intersections. And we do that. We do that by holding space. Um, so when I think about dormant stories and Nia Zamar, for me, it's important to create a space that holds the fullness of our intersections and collective care, whether it be through the work that I do or just the friendships that I have and how I you know, hold space for my friends. It's this idea that, um, and it's very real reality that we have historically and continue to hold space for each other and value each other's lives. And, I think that this this taste of liberation and freedom that we that we're longing for and looking for often comes from space with each other because I feel freedom when I'm in spaces with other black women and femmes and the the want to continue to cultivate that kind of collective care is knowing that in some of my most challenging moments and and you know um in life it has been um other black women and femmes who've created space for me who've held space for me and you know really supported me on, on, on my journey and I feel like we do that for each other we continue to support each other and make it possible because you know truthfully speaking we can't always depend on other folks to do that for us so to me that's part of why it's important it's important because we need each other absolutely now you kind of talked about how people come into the space already having started their transformation and looking for those tools so what is um the first step to achieving personal transformation or is there even a first step is it something you can't really you know define by a list like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that's, i think it's a it's a great point both ways it's like is there a first step i don't know because i think that my first step and your first step might be two different first steps you know, and I don't know that there is a, a linear or even a step system to follow, but I do think there are elements. I think there are, are elements that are important. I think some of the elements that are important is being able to, you know, um, acknowledge, acknowledge what is and what we hope to be um, and being able to, to find some level of like truth telling in that. Um, truth telling being our own truth, you know, that like not necessarily this universal truth, but really taking time to figure out what our own truth is and then um, moving towards that. Something personally that I've been uh, reflecting on a lot is joy. And for me, joy feels like a truth for me right now, that I want to do things that bring me joy. And it's, it's, it's challenging because even today there was a meeting that I could have potentially had earlier. And I felt like it may have been my duty as a black person to be on this conversation, but I felt exhausted. And I had a conversation with my partner that really, um, had me being like, hmm, what is the joyful thing? And for me, joy and love are often synonymous. So for me, that's truth right now, is being able to be in alignment and congruent with this idea of truth and joy and recognizing when my decisions or my life choices or circumstances do not equate to truth, do not equate to joy, do not equate to love. And then what do I want to do? What decisions do I want to make to 
you know, um, shift that. And some of these things are circumstances because I could say I grew up in really um, challenging circumstances. So some of it was out of my control. It wasn't things that I was doing or choices that I was making, but more so circumstances that I was born into and events that happened to me. So with all of that being said, my transformation in those moments came from, um, or the, the first step, so to speak, my own personal first step came from starting to acknowledge what was and what I wanted it to be, you know, recognizing um, that there were certain things that were happening in my current surroundings that they were, they were the circumstance, but they weren't the truth for me of what I was, you know, seeking for my own life and what, and how I wanted to continue to grow and develop my life. So I feel like one of the elements is really for us to sit down with ourselves and figure out who we are authentically and then what it is that we're hoping for and then be find a way to be congruent in that. And congruent just means that our words and our actions are in alignment with each other. And what we say we're wanting is reflected in how we are um, making decisions and, and making choices. And I think also that's closely followed by some self-forgiveness. And I say self-forgiveness because I, particularly for Black women and femmes, I feel like we tend to um, be conditioned to feel like, you know, things are our fault or like we are somehow, you know, to blame for, for certain things. I think self-forgiveness comes from being able to not be so hard on ourselves and just, you know, find a way to, um, I guess, have a certain level of kindness with ourselves and, and, and to, to step away from that feeling of like that I, I did something wrong. And I know that I present with that. Sometimes like something will happen. Even my relationship, I have to be mindful of not thinking that just because something happened that I have to fix it or I did something wrong or I need to make it better, you know? And that means that I'm constantly working through this idea of, of being kind to myself and forgiving myself and, and you know, finding peace in, in the decisions I've made that may not have like panned out how I, I hope they would have. So I feel like there are multiple elements is really what I'm trying to say, that it isn't really a step system, which is where I think collective care comes in and where I think these kind of um, spaces that are really important in terms of like safe spaces come in is spaces for us to hear from each other. Then when I hear from you and you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your story and, and things that are important to you, it gives me an opportunity to reflect for myself and, and find elements of where I could potentially grow or things that I could, you know, um, add to my, my, my wellness plan. And for me, a wellness plan is really important. It's the things that I know I can do that are going to um, bring joy and that are going to be for my best interest and my overall holistic wellness. And sometimes our wellness plan is improved when we're in spaces with other people who we, we can learn from because this is not a step system. This is more so, um, you know, a, a group of multiple circles, I guess, that overlap and, 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 and create uh, a, 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 its own, I guess, um, microcosm and, of, and system of what wellness can look like. Yeah, definitely. So what would you, what, what advice would you give to someone who's starting their transformation journey then? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're in the middle of it. Maybe they feel like they're at the end of it. Although, are we ever mm -hmm. close to the end of it? But Yeah. Um, so for someone who might be starting or in the early stages, um, I guess advice I would give is to find your people's like find spaces that are affirming and loving and supportive because this whole thing about self-care is um that we're often told that we should just like figure it out on our own i think that's so individualistic and i think that particularly for black folks um who are often communal people and grew up in communal um, environments i think that this individualistic type of narrative 
uh, doesn't ha have the same effect or impact. And don't get me wrong, self-care is important. It's important that we, um, you know, when I think about self-care, I think about self-love and the way I define self-love is um, not betraying ourselves. It's this idea that I'm in a relationship with myself and that relationship is the most important relationship in my, in my life. And I really work hard at not betraying myself in that relationship. So self-care and self-love for me go hand in hand oftentimes, not always, but not always in the fact that we don't always, you know, find the balance of what that means, but knowing that when I'm self-caring, I'm, I'm promoting this idea of self-love within my life. And to love myself means I care for myself. And these things are find their own balance. So to me, it's about figuring that piece out for myself, but also recognizing that self-care is most effective when done in collective care. When we have folks, and when I say find your people, I really mean it could be friendships. It can even be folks in your family. It can be folks in community. It can be online. Like it could be in any way that you find your people, find them. Because it's the people who are going to continuously affirm you and, and you know, where you can see yourself reflected back to you and where you're able to learn from other people. And when we have those environments, it, it's, it creates this conducive space for the self-care to happen. Um, it creates a, a conducive space for more growth and transformation and, and development. So I think the idea that we should be doing this alone, uh, particularly for us within our community, I think can be tremendously challenging and sometimes even violent um, to think that we have to do it alone. So my first thing would say is to really find a way to be supportive in an environment that is conducive to your transformation journey. Um, and I think then, you know, cl a close piece of that in terms of like another element that is really important in, in finding your people is really to get clear. I think clarity is deeply important and getting clear to me means, you know, journaling or like making listicles, like whatever it is of like things that are really valuable, important to you and things that, you know, are necessary in spaces that you enter. Because I think sometimes when we're not clear, we can, um, waver and be in, in different spaces and, and, and be out of alignment, not congruent. Um, so I think having a certain level of clarity of what is the intention, um, because it's, it's, it's so possible to do something without intention if we don't take time to make the intention, to just be reactive. And something that I heard um, actually from my partner that I think she heard from her therapist or something along the lines of that, but, or somewhere she heard this, I don't know where she heard it, but like this idea that trauma moves fast and I thought it was brilliant. Um, and the, the idea of trauma moves fast just means that like when you are in a, a person who has experienced trauma or if you're in a state of trauma, the reaction time is really quick. So trauma moves fast. And in, the, in our wellness journeys and our transformation journeys, it's about being able to slow down. And to me, the clarity is where you slow down and, you know, set some intentions and get clear of what you want to see happen and want to see come about. And I think the, the combination of being clear um, which comes from slowing down and setting intentions, as well as finding our people, a lot of just magic can happen in and of that. If nothing else, there's so many other things that could happen, but if nothing else, I think those two elements coming together can be just a really beautiful result. I love that. I love that. Setting intentions is so important when you walk into a room, right? And the mm -hmm. idea of not being reactive. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I think that's all the time we have. We'll say quick goodbyes. Um, where can people reach you, find you out mm -hmm. on the internet? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, my personal website is Tanya Turton, T-A-N-Y-A-T-U-R-T-O-N.com. I can be found on the Instagram 
um, and the Twitters at Trap Mystic. Um, and yeah, and then of course, Adorming Stories at Adorming Stories and then at Nia Zamar are places to find the spaces that I work to cultivate. Absolutely. And we'll leave all of that information in the show notes for people to easy access as well. Okay. Thank you so much for coming out. This is a really great way to start. Um, I really appreciate all the insight and the in-depth conversation. Hopefully people are excited to listen and get more out of it as well. Yeah, I'm super excited. I will come back anytime. I feel like, you know, I love to talk. (laughs) So anytime that you would love to have me back, I would love to be back. Oh, for sure. We're definitely going to have more conversations, maybe a part two, who knows. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, that concludes our time. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow Adornment Stories on Instagram and Facebook at adornment.stories and head over to adornmentstories.com slash podcast for more details about the podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.